everybody this is so many sequels i'm josh i'm andrew i'm garrett and i'm david and i'm hot Hello. I'm hot right now. In your room there? That's, I guess no, that's, no, it had nothing to do with the room. It had a little something to do with what we're talking about today. Oh, you're heated. You're heated. I'm heated up. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, let's, let's just talk about I'm a, little, I'm a little concerned about, about that description. Let's talk too. About it. But um, we will talk about it. Today, we are talking about um, a brand new movie. It is Spiral. Mm-hmm. Spiral is the ninth installment in the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. For all you jigsaw heads out there, mm-hmm. this one is, uh, you know, it's kind of a spinoff in a way. Um, it was directed by Darren Lynn Boosman. Boosman? I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, there you go. And stars Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. and then other people who are less important. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Big thing about this movie, Chris Rock mainly. Chris Rock, Mr. Funny Guy, um, jumping into a horror movie, especially one that is this well-established. It's crazy. He mm-hmm. plays a police officer. Sam Jackson plays his retired police officer dad. And uh, basically, Chris Rock is investigating a new round of seemingly jigsaw-related crimes. So with that said, there will be spoilers in this episode. I don't think you can talk about a Saw movie without talking about spoilers. Um, so you have been warned. We will ruin the movie for you if you haven't seen it yet. So Very much so. Let's start with some first reactions. Who would like to go first? I assume David would not. I want to go second. You want to go second. Okay. We, so who wants Somebody to go else first? Go first. Either, either uh, you or me, Andrew. Oh, yeah. It's down to you two, I think. I want to let you go first. Right, so I'm a big, is the saw, 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 I'm a big saw guy. Kind yeah, so I have loved Saw ever since. So I didn't see the original one in theaters or anything, but I'd heard about it and I watched it at home and loved it. And ever since then, it was like a, a tradition to see the newest Saw movie around the Halloween time that it was uh, released. It was a thing for me uh, for a very long time. Um, so I am a big time fan. I own every single one in multiple ways. Um, and I really love the first three, uh, everything else after that's not great. Uh, Jigsaw, I thought was a good reboot. And I think that this is a very good branch. I, I would like, I mean, obviously I don't think we'll get anything more with Jigsaw, but I like this idea of a copycat because it opens up a lot more doors to work with. Um, I think for me, uh, the, the the kills were there, the, the cringe, the pain, the absolute torture that you want from Saw. I mean, you get that almost immediately with one of with one of the most painful, in my opinion, Saw torture devices uh, in the franchise as far as like in, in what I consider like pain and, and like, oh, my God, what would I do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me as the Saw person is I had I had a little trouble with connecting um you get a little bit more of the detective angle in this and the problem that i had was with saw most of the time the people that are being picked off are bad people um but you don't really know that until the end you care about them in some way and you think they're just being tortured but then you see the the bad that they do but with this 
you got the bad immediately. I knew they were bad. And so when they were getting picked off, I didn't care in one way, shape or form. I didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it. Um, and then where I thought that I struggled with it a little bit more was with Chris Rock's character as a subject. While as a character was a great character, I think from the soft franchise, he didn't do anything wrong. And so for him to be the subject, I didn't get because at the end he was screwed no matter what. And so he, he had done nothing wrong and he is going to be screwed. Whereas the normal saw mentality is you've done something wrong and here's your chance for redemption. Um, and so I think that was the only quip that I had with it from like the saw lore, but the movie is good. And it's a much better than like the last four of the original franchise for sure. All right. All right. Let's hear this. It's my turn. And I'm just going to let you guys know, I am not in a good mood. Okay. I prior to last week had not seen a single saw movie. Okay. You know me, you know, my MO, not horror guy. Don't like being, don't like see people get hurt. Don't like see people get victimized, especially good people. Okay. Now, I watched Saw 1 and Saw 2. Saw 1, pretty good. Saw 2, eh. It's fine, but also, again, didn't really care about the people in the room because they were all kind of a-holes. Anyhow, this movie, I'm just going to put it out there, I think was profoundly lazy. Everything about this to me from beginning to end just did not seem top quality. A, everybody in the first like half of the movie just speaks in exposition. They're just like, what? I've been on the force for 12 years. Exactly. And I've been doing this for a long time, but I can't trust anybody because I turned in a dirty cop exactly eight years ago. Oh, just because your dad is Maxwell Freeman, you think that you get special treatment? Hey, I don't like you because of that one time you stepped on my shoe six years ago. That's how everybody talks for the whole beginning of the movie. And I was just like, this is the most, this is the most painfully unnuanced writing I've ever heard. And then another component of the movie is using flashback. But instead of using those flashbacks in ways that make you want to find out the mystery, they just tell you exactly what happened. Every flashback is like, here's exactly what happened, all the context you need, and then let's move on with the story now. So, like, I've honestly seen, I think, more nuanced writings in episodes of Criminal Minds where you're like, ooh, I wonder what happened. And then they, like spoon feed you little bits and then it's the big reveal at the end that makes everything make sense and this was like when the ending happened or when the, when the reveal is reveals happen i just go uh-huh yeah well we kind of knew that from from about 45 minutes ago when you literally said that that was what was going on uh it, it's just chris rock was just doing bit his bits for like the first several hours of the movie that's only a 90 minute movie so the first hour it was just Chris Rock doing Chris Rock bits. His whole the first four minutes of the movie is a Chris Rock bit about Forrest Gump. Oh, is it Forrest Gump? I ain't seen no Gump too. He got AIDS. He's dead now. Like it's just doing. It, it's funny stuff. I mean, I was laughing. I was laughing about Chris Rock doing bits about how women can cheat in the daytime. It's hilarious. Okay, but it's not. It's not like 
this big dramatic turn from Chris Rock in the Saw franchise. It was it was like they didn't write a character for Chris Rock. They wrote uh they wrote a they wrote a storyline that he goes through, but they're like, now Chris, you're just gonna improvise until you get to the point where you need to say, he's got a Fitbit on. Okay, just now just do whatever you want until you get to that point. Um the big reveal, you you if if you're paying attention at all, if you know the Saw franchise, is obvious from the moment. We're spoiling, right? We're spoiling, right? We're spoiling. Uh, the third victim is supposed to be this rookie cop named Shank, who they will tell you many times graduated first of his class. Um, and he's just skinned alive, which is not a Saw thing, not a Jigsaw thing. Now, you're thinking either the copycat killer isn't a very good copycat because he literally just skinned a guy alive without any sort of test, or you're thinking, well, it's not, not, it's not, it's, it's not, he's not dead. That's not real. It is, in fact, not real. So, anyway. Um, yeah. And then I thought that the torture stuff wasn't even that scary. So, bust of a movie. You know what? I, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was bad. I thought this is one of the, I thought that I've, I've come a long way in watching horror movies over the last yeah, year. Yeah. And I thought this was super lazy and not nearly up to snuff with some of the horror movies we've watched recently. Oh, my wife thought it was terrific though. She gave it four stars. There you go. That's it. Bad. Hated it. Wow. And strong word, but I hated it. Also, <coughs> You guys are going to have to talk for a minute as you go here. Do you feel like he gave them any time to get out of these traps? I feel like he gave them no time. He did not give them enough time to get out of the traps. Like because that guy's the second guy genuinely off. tried to get out of the trap, and it still wasn't enough. Yeah. Some of these guys, they, they, they did what they were supposed to do, but they, have, they don't have any time to get away. Well, you know, as I, I, I think about off. it, as I think out loud about it, you know, I don't know that much like the, the, the final act um, – torture device i don't know that this particular serial killer ever intended anyone to get out of their traps mm-hmm. um, so. it, and because you know this is not jigsaw we're dealing with this is a copycat so it would be wrong to think he will be exactly the same i guess yep. but there's that but yeah no it, it, when you think about it he probably never wanted any of them to get out and that's why he's not a true jigsaw um killer so I've said my piece. I will let you guys go for however long you want. I'm not going to, I, I will keep it down and just let it go. If you liked it, I, great for you, but I'm just going to sit here. Andrew, go ahead. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> okay. Honestly, that's how I feel. Like, I, I David, all the words right out of my mouth. Wow. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's fine. The thing is, is that like everything you have said is exactly how I felt. I felt like the movie was way too passive. I just felt like everything was happening right before you, which I, you know, it's not, it's not giving me too much. It's not giving me too much of anything at all. Uh, I know that I've only seen the first Saw movie and that was when uh, a couple of years, I, was it a couple of years ago? I don't remember. But like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but like, the thing is, is that like, the Saw movies are just—they're not scary to me. 
they're not scary. And I don't, I don't know if that's their intention or not, but like where they get their scare factor, if you want to call it that is from their gory aspects. So that's really why you're going to see these movies. You're really going to see these torture, these, these torture elements and what these guys are going to go through in order to get themselves free. Yeah. And yeah, David, you're right. Like, I feel like he gives them no time. I feel like like, part, like like ninety seconds to get yourself free, or you're gonna die. Now, you know, there, it, my wife proved it proved to me that Jigsaw also gave people like sometimes like sixty seconds, you know, three minutes stuff like that. But I just want to point out that I think the aspect of the Saw movie that's also part supposed to be scary is the mental anguish of I have three hours to get out of this. You know, and I've got to go all over this house and find all these keys and I only have three hours. Uh, you know, it takes it takes three hours to get out of the thing and I'll be dead in two hours and 50 minutes. I got to find it. I got to find stuff now or whatever. And that just does. That's just not here. Yeah. Josh, you haven't gone yet, but I'm going to just jump in off that real quick, because, again, I think there's a big di- you and I have seen them all right, Josh. I've seen them all. OK, so I think there's a big difference in that, like the first three are, they do have a story and then from there they became more torture devices and I think that's just the way that Saw is at this point in time is that you don't go into any Saw movie expecting it to be a good story driven movie you are going in for the torture elements uh, because that's what they've built that franchise until they until they turn that you're gonna get that pretty passive writing and you have to go in for the ride otherwise you will be devastated <laughs> probably uh, by what you're getting. And, and that goes true with most of the Saw movies uh, where if you're, if you're going in expecting more than to be entertained by gore and, and torture, then, you know, you're not going to get much else out of it. That's my opinion. Josh. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I can't argue with anything David said and I won't try but that said, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. Thoroughly? <laughs> From start to finish, absolutely oh, no. had a great time. Nothing you said is wrong, and I had a great time. <laughs> I will allow that because we are friends, and I, I have movies that are terrible that I love, okay? All right, where are my Ghost of Girlfriends past friends out there, okay? Let's talk about why... You like this movie despite the obvious flaws that I, I pointed out. Right. There's a lot of flaws. You know, that for one, it hasn't been mentioned yet. There's really not enough Sam Jackson in this movie. Yes. I always want more Sam Jackson. Yes. He disappeared for too long. Um, I wanted more. Uh, the, there's, the cop cliches are extremely cheesy and cliched. Um, you know, these are inarguably bad cops and i feel like that's what they were going for because you know this this uh this particular saw movie is a lot more politically relevant than any saw movie has attempted to be and so rather than be divisive about it they were just like in your face no no these are bad cops yeah there's no moral gray here there's no moral gray area here these people are bad and we want to show you and beat it over your head um the you know the supporting cast was were, were not great actors, the usual stuff. But what I liked was it's the funniest Saw movie I've ever seen. It is, it is quite funny. 
because mm-hmm. of Chris Rock. And I thought that Chris Rock's character, Zeke, is one of the most charismatic characters in the franchise. And that's what I okay, like. Yeah. Not not since Carrie um, Elwes no. in the first one have I really given a damn about any Saw character. Um, but I was invested in him because he's so fun to watch on screen. Yeah, he's he's very he's very he's very uh, likable. He's very when... likable. He's funny. Yeah. Chris Rock was capable, I thought, of of delivering those more serious anger moments when they came. Uh-huh. You know, um, he when he yells, I don't want to laugh at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's 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 good in that regard. So I would ra- I like the detective angle a lot because I would rather follow a charismatic detective trying to solve a, a jigsaw crime than the typical group of asshole teenagers that I don't care about get murdered for 90 minutes. Um, I like that, you know, the, another, we've done one other um, detective investigation type movie this year in the little things. And I thought this was better than the little things. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's it's, without question. I would watch that again. It's kind of on par, but in a different way. Like, okay. The thing about the little things is, is that it is boring. Right. That's bad. its fatal. This plot. is not boring and bad. Correct. It's, this is to me. This is just, this just bad. It, it's just lazy. Garrett, you pointed out a great point, which is that this guy's ga- end game is to uh, torture and murder the father of the only person who avenged his dad. The only person who did right by his dad, Chris Rock, he's going to kill his father in front of him and puts him in an absolutely no-win scenario. Well, because even when he saves his dad, he can't save his dad because he's got this 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 extra like surprise, uh, you know, into far you know, uh, uh, you know, into Fargo season one uh, trick that he pulls off uh, to get his dad to get Sam Jackson murdered. It was like I was like. Why? Yeah, this that was again, that, was, that did anything for you. The, the way that I'm framing it, and, and because who knows what they have down the line, if they have anything down the line, there's always a, a, a second in planning anymore. Um, but for me, if you if you try to, I don't know. They they tried to tie it to Saw and give me something different enough as far as the mechanics of it. Where like, if I think of it like this is a copycat. And so they can set up something completely different. And who knows what the motives of this person is like big time. Like we know they told us what it was in the movie was to get the corrupt guy or the corrupt cops out. Mm-hmm. But for me, you, you took the one good cop. Zeke is the one good cop in the whole department, including Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson is a corrupt cop. And then you put the one good cop through this torturous thing and you and he wants chris he wants zeke on his team to get out the corrupt cops you all you have to do is ask mm-hmm. he'll help you like why do you put me through this torturous thing to surprise me at the end with my father who i didn't know was corrupt who you're telling me is corrupt and now is saying that i either have to save him or kill him or whatever like yeah, I'm the one that has done nothing wrong. And that's not how a saw thing works. 
realistically, like if you want to tie it to Saw, Sam Jackson is the one who has to be put through these tests. And Chris Rock is in trouble because he's either a going down the corrupt line or because he is what is trying to turn Sam Jackson from bad to good. Um, but it just, I couldn't get on board with taking the one good character who hasn't done anything wrong and, and doing that. Um, that is not part of how the lore of Saw works. And for me, that one didn't make sense. Um, even with it, even with it tied to a copycat, all I was like, yeah, I was like, there's no winning for, for Zeke here. There's, there's, he's not going to be redeemed. He's going to be mad at you. So now there's going to be this uh, chase between current Jigsaw and Zeke. And then maybe I can get on board with that. But I just didn't mm -hmm. get his, what he was going for. And I, yeah, I mean, the motivation to me doesn't make sense. I experienced a different take because uh, to me, from, from the, the killer's perspective, he never hurt Zeke. And that was, the, that was the key is he hurt and killed oh. these cops, but he never touched Zeke. And, and you got to think like, this is a lunatic. Um, stop putting too much logic in the lunatic. It's head. true. Um, it's true. <laughs> he never touched Zeke or hurt him in any way other than psychologically. And that is a whole different ball game. So I, I didn't walk out thinking that. And, and I also walked out thinking, you know, if he, if he actually believes he is a good cop, then he knew that he was never going to join his side. This was never going to happen. And so, of course, you're not going to give him a way out. Uh, you're a psycho killer. Why would you do that? I know what well, it's, it's just to me, like the, uh, with, 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 with kill, killers and serial killers and stuff like that, this, it only has to make sense to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it, like the, the logic only has to make sense to them. But it, and I understand that Sam Jackson's character is, is portrayed as a character that fostered the corruption that made all of these cops who they are, except for his son, who apparently was a fairly good cop. Let's not say he was a great cop because, I mean, he, let's face no, it, he, he did break that dude's leg and then beat on him. But cleanest cop by, by comparison. And um, but it just seems so it just seems so weird to me to if if that's your goal is to put this guy who re, who, who who avenged your father for lack of a better word he turned in the bad cop that shot your dad to put him in a situation where you're going to mentally torture him and you're going to kind of put his fellow cops lives on him because i mean every time it's while you can't find this i may t i may kill the, the head of your department right and it's like, why are you doing this to the guy who's you should be trying to win over? And it, I don't know. So it's, I didn't care. I didn't care for that bit. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, my favorite part of the movie what? is uh, when it said um, directed by uh, Anthony uh, something Boozman and Twenty One Savage played. I was like, hey, all right, this guy can get into. I can get into this. Uh, you know, the interesting thing is that the director isn't like a new to the franchise. He directed Saw 2, 3, and 4. Mm -hmm. I didn't even so, pay attention to that. No. I, I just I just looked it up. He's he was the director for Saw 2, 3, and 4. Mm -hmm. Um, so like this is you know, I will say yeah. the 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 torture devices in the chambers and the in the in the editing and, and the way they, they shot those things were very similar to Saw. Mm -hmm. and, and so that homage was there and I liked it. 
Um, I did like the very first torture device. Um, that was uncomfortable and painful. Um, I would have rather been hit by the subway than to rip my own tongue out. I easily would have just stood there and waited for that train to, to, to take me down. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, what quality of life is that? Once you got your tongue ripped out, you're in the middle of a subway, nowhere near anyone who can help you. You don't even know which way to go. You're going to be dazed. You're going to be confused. Uh, probably hyped up on adrenaline, unable to find your way out. You're just going to die anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well get turned into Swiss, you know, to, 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 I don't know, cheese puffs by the subway. Well, a, a train going that fast, it's gone. I'm not going to feel anything. Yeah, it's going to obliterate uh, it. Yeah, he exploded. He did. He just blew up. It was cool. And, and again, at this point in time, that's what I go for for these movies is just how am I going to be so uncomfortably in pain? It's amazing to me, though, that you guys, like, I've not seen the other ones. Hmm? These didn't seem that bad to me, though. I mean, the tongue thing, yeah, I didn't like it. But I wasn't, like, I didn't find myself, like, uh, uh, or anything like that. The fingers, it was, it looked, you know, it looked gross, but I also was kind of like, the hot wax being poured on the face. But I was just kind of sat there and I was like, you know, these aren't even like the, like the scariest things you could do to people. I feel like. I agree with that. I think it's more just like an uncomfortable. I don't like, I don't like body torture and and changing things. Like it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Easily the best trap in the movie for me is, is when he strings up Sam Jackson and turns him into a, a marionette who gets murdered by his own cops like that is a wild trap yeah 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 he's yeah. like you know it's not you know a gross out trap but it's like it's a mess it's it's a symbol it's like it's a mouse you trap know, it's a, it's a uh it's kind of a it's a poetic trap yeah which i think jigsaw's supposed to kind of be into there's kind of like a poetic uh you know hey you've spent your whole life lying to people now you must mm-hmm. uh rip out the device or rip out the tool there's a lot of you to do right. that kind of stuff. It's, um, you know, I get, and, and, and it was kind of funny. I was, when it happened, when the little like gun thing comes out, I was like, the first thing I, I did think, I was like, oh, Fargo season one, because I, uh, if you've ever seen uh, the Far- Fargo on FX, which also this last season started Chris Rock in a way better performance, uh, was, uh, was uh, Billy Bob Thornton does that to a guy as he straps him to a thing with a gun and he calls the SWAT team, the SWAT team bursts in and this guy can't put the gun down because he's all taped up with a gun aimed at them. So they just blast him over and over and over. And they're like, he won't put it down. He won't put it down. You know, crazy. Uh, it would be, it would, it's, it was crazy. So, yeah. Andrew, you haven't said anything in a while. what do you feel about some of these tortures? I felt that some of these tortures were really the, the only one that I really thought was painful was the first one. That's like, the only one you thought was painful. Yeah, well, like not that's the severing only one that... your spinal cord or ripping off your fingers. No, or, or You're getting a monster. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I have, I don't know. Like when when it comes to the when it comes to these things, like I wasn't, I yeah. Like the thing is about when you say about the editing, I was not impressed by the editing. I did not like the editing. I thought the editing well, the editing didn't like you either. Well, I mean, sure. But like uh I felt it actually kind of took away from it. it yeah, you said I think you said that about the other saws. 
And it yeah. could have lingered. And there. I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. Like you're wrong because <laughs> you're supposed to feel it along with them, Most the chaos, the torture, the destruction, the wildness. I don't, I don't, I don't. That's because your brain thinks like a movie do you think, and not like an audience member. Do you think that, <laughs> it, like, like say with the fingers, I think if they lingered more on him pulling, like, it, are you saying that the editing should have allowed more time for each moment, each beat, instead of being like cut, yeah. cut, cut, cut? They were they were really like they were really picking up the pace, but there was like these these little intervals where we had like it was like it was like a quick cut around it was like a quick cut around the device itself, the device in question. And then all of a sudden, like we're kind of thrust into this, like, oh man, I'm supposed to feel like like what what's supposed to happen here? Oh yeah, these guys are getting his his fingers ripped off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's horrible. But like you know what what else was supposed to happen i don't know i get i was looking for a surprise here but i guess i guess i just wasn't Mm. but like but the thing is is that like you think a jack-in-the-box was going to jump out while his fingers were being ripped off and that was going to be scarier or something (laughs) i what i would have liked for those kind of things i would have liked to have seen more of them trying to outsmart the machines because like that's always a part of it i think is like trying everything you can before you ultimately give up and give in to what he wants you to do is like, well, let me see if I can't get this thing off. Let me can't, let me see if I, if I can use, if there's something in the room I can use, you know, things like that. But like, my thing is, is that, and I know we're, we don't have a lot of time left, but like, uh, you can get my out. thing is, is one thing I want to point out is like, I think it's really interesting that comedians, like the one genre that they want to that they want to go towards or at least to break away from the norm is horror mm-hmm. you know like you have chris rock doing this which when i saw the poster i'm like oh man you know chris rock is in this hell yeah you know this actually might be worth it um then you have like say jordan peele doing get out and mm-hmm. us and then you have say uh Krasinski. Well, John Krasinski. Yeah. Of? Yeah. yeah, John Krasinski. But I was also thinking of, uh, oh, who who's the star of Eastbound and Out? Uh, uh, Danny. Uh, Danny McBride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny McBride did. Uh, okay. He did Halloween. Right. So, right. I think it's really interesting that these people are doing that, and I wonder why. Or well, it's just dark comedy. Not to go into a whole tangent, but there is. Uh, the the raw emotion of fear and laughter are a lot closer than you would think. Um, they both elicit a lot of the same mm-hmm. feelings, if that makes sense. Um, they're very yeah. laughter and fear are connected. Look it up. I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We we all adored Spiral, especially David uh, and Andrew. <laughs> Didn't like it. Didn't like it. And I will be I will be I would be shocked if the letterbox score doesn't reflect it. I I would be too, honestly. Anyway, so let's talk about Saw's box office taking real quick. Okay. Uh while we have is opening weekend numbers. It did an 8.7 million uh for the weekend of May 14th through the 16th. Uh probably it'll probably drop the usual 50% in the following week. Um it's not bad considering that it's a pandemic. You know, we haven't had a lot of movies do really 
great opens during the uh, end of this pandemic. But as we move on, you know, hey, you know, maybe it'll get lucky and make a little bit more. Um, looking at uh, the Saw franchise as a whole, um, unfortunately, and again, pandemic times, uh, that is the ninth best opening out of nine for a Saw movie. The best opening for a Saw movie was Saw 3, brought in $33 million in its opening weekend. Uh, highest grossing movie ever for the Saw franchise is Saw 2. Uh, you know, I won't talk, we won't, I won't, you know, it's, tw- it's still 2021. So the highest grossing movie of the year is still uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, which is at $94 million. I don't think it's going to make that hundred million dollars. It had a chance to make hundred million dollars in the U S now internationally. It's well, it's way past that. Um, number two movie, Ryan, the last dragon. Number three is Tom and Jerry. Number four, Mortal Kombat. Number five, the, hi- the third highest grossing uh, movie of the year right now, domestically demon slayer. A demon slayer, man. It's I'd say what? Heck yeah. Four of the top five there. So be sure to check out our other shows. Um, the letterbox game this week, I think goes to Josh. I think you're right. I'll, I'll double check real quick, but go ahead and start pulling it up. I will do. Yes, our last win was by Josh. So Josh, bank way. Letterbox King is back. Let's uh let's do this. Trying to make a comeback. Actually, Josh is uh, currently. Uh, I'm not doing great. Tied for the lead now. I'm 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 still the, the champ, but you know. All right, let's spit out some numbers here. I'm not good when these low ones are going. So you go first, David. He gets a two point seven. Oh wow! You threw me for a loop there. Yeah. Too low or too high? I think it was high. I was not expecting that. I was gonna go like two, three. Final answer. Yeah. All right. Two seven, two three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew. I'm gonna meet you in the middle of two point five. Okay. All right. Well, you guys made this incredibly easy because one of you got it exactly right. And that is David with the two point seven. Mm, it is exactly a two point seven. Boo. Um, the most popular review on Letterbox is a two-star review that says, I mean, it's definitely the best Saw movie in over a decade. I can tell you that much. Mm. Not, not. I disagree with that. When did Saw 3 come out? I mean, what's the decade? Because I think it, I, it's like I had the most fun since the first Saw. So. Uh, Jigsaw 3 came out in 2007. I had more fun in this movie than Jigsaw. Really? Well, like, yeah. The, mo- the oldest Saw franchise, or actually, well, Saw the final chapter came out in 2010. So everything, so, so I mean, it's been a decade since most Saw movies. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we got David as the winner this week. What yes. are our, our ratings? I'm going to go first because it'll be the highest, I bet, with a three and a half. Three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half from Garrett. It gets two stars from me because Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rocker he gets a solid two stars from me okay i feel like bad, that but not boring bad but not boring that accurately refle- reflects all of us pretty well um and you know we didn't, i didn't get to mention this earlier but because of the pandemic delays Once i give the little things this is the first saw movie to not come out at halloween yeah. So that could play a role into some aspects of it too. It was supposed to come out in October 2020. It didn't get to, so it came out in May 2021 instead. First time in Saw history wow. that, a, that a Saw movie did not come out in October. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. 
we will uh, see you guys next time with another movie review here on So Many Sequels. Find us online, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Letterboxd, of course. Um, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We'll see you next time.